listening to you're listening to you are listening you're listening you're listening you're listening to active fm active fm fm to active fm hey this is ryan from the movie show and uh you're listening well you're on this live interview on uh on the movie show and we've got someone here that we're going to interview i know that you guys are going to enjoy especially for those guys out there that love doing their short film projects. Well, I know that this guy's going to help you out. Just. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, hey, I'm Connor. I'm Connor Kalouis. I'm a filmmaker from New Zealand. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I know. It's a, it's a pleasure. In fact, the honor is mine. So let me ask you a couple of questions. Just. So first of all, I, w- I would like to know which directors have inspired you. I'd probably say, um, you know, Jim Jarmusch. Uh, he has like those films which are just like a moment in time. And I love those kinds of things. David Lynch, definitely, because of like, he just inserts like crazy characters, but they're realistic. And probably like Andre Tarkovsky as well for like just like being really present and meditative and like sacred about the world and the environment uh, okay okay i don't it's it's look i'm not very familiar with directors but are there any like well-known movies that you can that you you know tell would be able to mention that i would say oh yes i know mm. um do you know Mulholland drive no i don't think i've heard i've heard of that film before uh that's okay um stalker stalker that does sound very familiar. That's from Tarkovsky. That's pretty uh, awesome. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. All right. Awesome, man. And then um, another question for you: uh, What was your what was your first film ever worked on? And then this comes with a, a, a bit of some follow up questions here. So, what was the first film that you ever worked on? Uh, and then with re- with if you verse that with your latest film that you had worked on. I know that there was something this year that you did, right? 2022. And then out of those two films, right? What's been the biggest lessons you've learned through the experience of those short, you know, the the filmmaking? That's a good question. (sighs) I've got to remember my first short film now. Um, Well, yeah. It's funny because it's like not a linear like growth. Like I, I can I can I can see an answer there that's just like oh in my first short film I I didn't do this and now I'm doing it. But it's more like a back and forth for me. Like I think my first movies were probably like more simple and understandable and then I went into like a quite a cryptic phase where I was like you know nobody's really going to understand this but I think it looks cool and I think like it's maybe emotional. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, there's like different phases. Like my first, first films were like, you know, just messing around in the garden, uh, playing like spies, you know, good guys versus bad guys. Ah, cool. They're, they're, they're like awful, you know, no one should ever see those. <laughs> um, but, oh. um, and then I think, but my first, you know, my first real short film was probably like uh, this movie called Amnesia, which we did in high school. Yes, uh, I actually saw. Sorry? I saw. Oh, you I, saw that I one. Saw, 
Ach so, you did work on it, yeah. Because I was obviously looking for for interviews and stuff that you'd work on, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that was all right. Um, and I don't know. I think the probably like the the answer to your question is like you can learn like what you're trying to say in the scripting phase pretty 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 like easily. But then there's also like if you pay enough attention and you're like open enough to change. Uh, you can really like learn what your film is trying to say, like as you're making it. So yeah. there's like a balance between being like, no, this is how it is in my head. And I want it to look like that or being open to like, you know, events or ideas from other people and being like, oh, cool. oh, okay, I could, I could do that. That's a good idea. Like okay. I think I, I read this book by um, Ray Dalio and it's called like principles, I think. And he just talks about how like in to make a company successful, you have to have like a flat hierarchy. So like it's an idea meritocracy. If, if anyone in the company, if they're like a janitor or the CEO, if they have an idea, then you should let them, you should like hear the idea and do it. Okay. Um, a quick example is like my, mm. my first advert I ever worked on was just for like a supermarket. And um, I was just watching the director and the director of photography like shouting at each other you know and it was like super weird and like the one of the gaffers was like oh you know maybe we should like flip the lights around and and like save ourselves some time and the director was like sorry are you the dop like i don't think you like have a right to talk here and then like the dop just did that anyway because it was the right idea but the director was like kind of being you know angry um there's actually a few lessons from that ad, but yeah, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. That's really great advice. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for that. Hey? Uh, no worries. All right. And then another question is one piece of advice you can give to an inspiring filmmaker. I suppose um, what you previously said, I don't know if there's anything that you want to add on to that. I'd probably say, like, like, don't, don't fuss over the details. If you're an aspiring filmmaker, you know, maybe you've made one or two films or you want to make your first film. Mm. Just, just, just shoot something. You know, you could make like a pretty sweet movie in a weekend. Uh, it's just about like giving your attention to each stage of the film fully. Mm. Spend five hours writing the script and then spend 40 hours shooting and editing it. And oh, you'll probably wow. have, you'll have like a cool film mm. in a weekend, you know. Uh, I would say that like my last short film, the one you mentioned from this year, After Work, that that probably took like two years to make, and it's five minutes long, you sure. know, because I was like, oh, I don't really like this producer, this cinematographer is not very good, or like not what I'm looking for. I mean, I'm glad I waited because the the producer and the cinematographer I ended up working with were like amazing mm. for me. Um, but th that being said, like the film would probably be quite similar if I just like did it quickly, you know? Mm. So yeah, if you're aspiring, you should just get on with it. Okay. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. Um, and then with, with you working on short films and that, so first of all, is it like a full-time uh, thing that you do? Oh no, definitely not. No, no. Uh, it's <laughs> like, so, so, so there you go. tell me about uh, how, how you do the filmmaking and obviously you, you do your job or your work, you know, the, the income bringer. Yeah. It's, it's just like, 
you know, I saved up, you know, I, I just would save up like a couple of grand to pay people and like the locations mm. and, you know, I'm not doing this like very often. Like it's this, it's, it is expensive to bring on like 15 people to just do what you want them to do. Uh, so the, the balance is kind of just like, if there's an idea and I really want to do it, then I'll, I'll save up and I'll eventually, I, I, the last film I did, I didn't really even have enough money to make it. Like I, I just paid people afterwards. I was like, okay, well I can't really pay the makeup person. I'll pay them in a month or two. Same, uh, you know, so you, you, you have to be like, Hey guys, like I'm doing this all myself. Um, the other thing is that you could probably go for a grant. Uh, but I, all, all the grants I tried for, I got rejected. So I don't I don't have any, um, tips for that. But yeah, I guess just save up some money and, and, and try and just be real cheap, um, borrow stuff, try and be really nice to people and let them use like the location or something. Mm. Wow. Sure. And with, with your time, with like work that you do, cause I, I take it, obviously you work during working hours, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, shooting hours. Well, yeah, this last short film, we did it in three different days. Mm. Um, Oh yeah. So the first shoot day was like Monday night uh, and then Tuesday morning. And I just called a sickie on Tuesday morning. And then we had like a pickup day. I can't remember which day it was. It might've been the weekend. So I, I, I really didn't take much time off work and I just like picked up the hours later. Um, wow. It's just about organizing, I guess, like mm. um, trying to do it when i mean the reason we did it after work is because everybody else works a job during the day so we were like yeah, 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 yeah. let's just start yeah. at 6 p.m and pretend that it's the morning you know yeah so oh, cool crazy so yeah have you working, uh, around your, working around the working hours huh? yeah yeah i mean has to be done uh, i suppose if you if you're passionate and you really you want to get you know the idea in your head the story across then I guess it makes it worth it, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually heard, um, there's a book that I'm reading and it was quite interesting. The guy basically, uh, said this. He said the mind creates energy for the body. You know, if you've got an idea, it's actually quite amazing how, um, doesn't matter how tired you are, how much energy you can have, uh, for, for something that you're passionate about. So, yeah, no, definitely tell me, um, your next question. What's the big picture? So what is your ultimate goal? Like, what are you heading towards? Uh, ultimate goal is to build a community and like uh, share and support people for sure. Uh, I was just talking about this with a friend last night. So I have a fresh idea. I think, you know, like we're all on this planet. We're just flying through space. Like we should support each other. And like, I'm lucky enough to be able to like help a few people out. Mm. Uh, and make something at the same time, like make something creative. If I can, if I can make a few more films before I die and mm -hmm. people have fun while they make them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Getting people together to make a film is, is awesome. And, and, uh, I think that's, that's what I, the ultimate goal is to just kind of keep doing it, I guess. Mm. So, yeah. I'm sure at the end of those films, it's quite rewarding, uh, getting together and being like, check guys, look, look at what we made. Yeah, 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 totally. It's kind of amazing. It's very fleeting. You have to be mindful that like you're at a peak and it's just going to disappear within a few seconds. 
Yeah. But there definitely was, there is a little moment where you're like, shit, that was pretty cool. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Cool, man. And then another question, what is the biggest challenge you faced when it comes to making a film? Like, what is the biggest challenge you've had? Mm. I mean, probably like it's cliche, but like COVID. Uh, I was going to make this movie in Scotland like three years ago. And then I had to come back to New Zealand. Um, My landlord actually was kind of like uh, really supportive. And she was just like, you know, this is going to be a big pandemic. Like you should go uh, spend some time with your family. So I moved out of the UK and went back to New Zealand. And actually the producer I was working with at the time, he was like, you can't, you can't be creative, you know, if you haven't got, your job and your flat sorted and like just getting the bills like sorted. Like I think the, the biggest obstacle to making films for many years for me was just like not really having the basics sorted. Mm. But, but once you're like somewhat secure in a job, like I know that I can always be a bartender. So I'm like, I'm (laughs) sorted in that realm. You know, if I went to Johannesburg, I would probably walk into a bar and be like, I need some money. Let's do it. Oh yeah. Cool, man. Um, but, but before you have that sorted, that's, that's probably the, the biggest obstacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. Um, I've late, like, especially this year, I've heard of a lot of, uh, you know, um, filmmakers, maybe even in like the, the sort of production, um, uh, CG, you know, 3D, those type of guys. And a lot of them have stories whereby they like moved out their house. They bought a one plane ticket to this country. They went there. And even if it means they slept in the car, they slept in the car. And a lot of them, they have some, some lucky stories where they, they're now living there. They've made it. They got an apartment. So yeah, definitely. Um, basics. It's quite a challenge to, to, to follow what you love and keep the basics, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's quite crazy. Um, this other question I was going to ask you now. So your thoughts about the movie making scene. I'm talking about the mm. whole um, movie business. Yeah. Um, Post pandemic. What are your thoughts? Cause I mean like movie houses are closed. They're, well, they're open, but it's like, okay, here in South Africa, the cinemas have never filled up as what they used to. Um, I don't know about that side, but like, um, and especially now, I don't know if you've seen, well, I'm sure you've noticed, but um, a lot of the movies are, they're making films. So films have been made. And a lot of them, they, they're selling off to Netflix or they're selling off to, you know, it's not that they don't make as much money um, as they used to, uh, you know, in the box office anymore. So w- what are your thoughts, uh, movie, now the whole movie business post-pandemic? Yeah. I mean, it's probably like the democratization of films, which is kind of what happened to music. Mm. Um, I think that, we might be in like a trough or, or a peak of like people appreciating and valuing art. We're probably in a, in like the bottom right now where people are kind of like, because it's like so easy to make something like you, like my DSLR, you could like use that for a Netflix film because yeah. you know, 4k, 24p, you can, you can shoot like S log and yeah. rate it and it'll look great. You know, it's like a two grand camera. Mm-hmm you know 30 years ago that was like i mean even when i started filmmaking like 15 years ago it was like 
all the shoots that I went on were Ari. Everything's, you know, no way you could ever, I can't afford that. Like no one's going to afford that unless you're like a yeah. studio. Right. So I feel like because it's like democratized the technology, we're going to, we're going to also like devalue uh, the product. So yeah, like you were saying, like it just being sold and not really making much revenue. Mm. Maybe that's, that's a great thing. Like more stories will be told. Uh, I know that in the past it was a very privileged position to be a filmmaker. Like the stories that were told were like, you know, mainstream ideas. Now we can have anybody like in a slum or like ghetto just tell a story and be like, yeah, I shot it on my, you know, Samsung phone, 1080p. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Mm. But, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's different everywhere. Like my brother's back in New Zealand and he's, he's just got so much film work right now. Um, because New Zealand has kind of handled COVID well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about South Africa. I don't know about like the rest of the media places. Ah. See what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Oh, no. Well, um, yeah, great, uh, great answer, Ned. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that that pretty much uh, wraps up my question. Let me okay. ask you. Let me ask you uh, just just a few things off off my head, here quickly. Um, yeah, please before, do. I've got time. Um, fun. Favorite film? What's your What's your favorite ultimate film of all time? Okay. Uh... Okay, so there's two answers to this question, or there's two ways of asking this question. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear what I, you have to say. So the favorite film is either like the film that you can sit down and watch a hundred times and yeah. it'd be great every time. Ah. <laughs> or the favorite film is like I watched it once or twice and it really, it like made me feel something. Mm. So, mm. so mm. The, the first answer to that is actually probably this movie called Human Traffic, which is a... Yes, I've heard of it. You heard mm-hmm. of that one? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Amazing movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's about like rave culture in Wales in the 90s. And it's just like one of those movies that's like really quotable. All the characters are like really authentic. They, they're all quite distinct. Um, and it's just funny as hell, you know. The first time I watched it was with this bartender I knew and he slept over at my house and we like watched it in the morning. And then as soon as we finished it, he was like, do you want to watch it again? And I'd like wow. never, I'd never done that with a movie that I was like, yeah, like let's, let's do it again. And cool. you know, that, that kind of stays in my mind of something I can show that to anybody and be like, this is an authentic piece of culture mm. that will make you laugh and make you think. Mm. But, but my second answer is probably like, uh, and drive or eight and a half by mm. Federico Fellini. Because um, oh. when I watched those films, I was like, you know, it felt kind of like psychedelic or spiritual. It felt very like, holy shit, this is, this is a, this is a, a transcending kind of moment. Eight and a half is like so genius. It's about a filmmaker making a movie and just like everybody trying to get involved and like give him an idea and like trying to like, you know, talk, talk their way into like making it. And then he's kind of like, no, I'm the, I'm the guy who's doing it. Just, just leave me alone. And oh, wow. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, but it's like, but it's also like a dream and you don't really know if it's actually a dream. So it's like, it gets very surreal and like weird. Uh, I love that. Cause it's very blurry as to like, what's really happening. So yeah. Eight and a half Federico Fellini. Highly recommend that. 
Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite an old film, right? Yeah, like 67 maybe? That's right. That's right. 60, 63. 63. Okay. Listen, it sounds like you can actually give me quite a good list of movies to watch. Because, you know, the thing is, what I'm picking up from you is that um, I don't know if you're into like the mainstream, you know, there's the mainstream movies, you know, the movies that everybody's talking about. Um, and then there's the films, which I'm hearing from you, are the films that, that it's, they're not very well known about. But they're very good. They're great, great stories, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think that hopefully, hopefully they're better. I'm not sure if they are. Well, yeah, they, are they are great. Well, um, you know, if you wouldn't mind typing me out uh, like your, your top three list, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I'll send it over. I'm, I'm willing to watch. Um, question: So, how much of a fan of uh, Christopher Nolan are you? Big fan. Is yep. it? So, um, what about Tenant? Yeah, I I watched it twice and it was I think the thing that that's wrong with that movie is they do kind of like the the movie jargon tech language yeah. where they're like the alpha waves are like coming in. Let me explain physics to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the that's kind of like a plot device to be like we don't really know what's going on and we're going to kind of like he didn't do that in Interstellar. In Interstellar it was like this is the theory and we're going to try and explain it to you. Mm. Whereas with, with Tenant, it was a bit more like, is that real or are you just sort of saying words? Mm. I mm. did love the kind of pacing where they were, it was just like, bam, bam, bam. Like, let's keep it interesting. Yeah. It felt like a, like ha- what James Bond should have been. Like, oh, really? yeah. You know, like it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. relatable young people uh, doing kind of new things. I love it. Uh, Nolan's always like pl- practical effects too. So it's, it like feels yeah. cool. feels very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I'm not going to like Memento and, um, the prestige and like the dark Knight. They're, they're, they're like way better in my opinion, but, uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just the way it is. Uh, okay. So you, you're um, a Nolan fan. Yeah. Well, you know, it's weird. We, on our, on our podcast, we had a bit of a time when we sort of looked at a couple of his movies. Um, the, the, the only thing, Tenant, so I actually had a challenge of, I challenged myself, I said, I'm going to watch the movie 10 times. <laughs> to <laughs> our film. No. Uh, I think I watched it seven times, and it's, it's crazy because you said that every time you watch a film, and, and I know that Christopher Nolan has a, a thing that he does where uh, every time you watch the film, it's a different experience. Now, every time you watch Tenant, you pick up different things that it, it is. It's a completely different experience. So that that's where well, I came uh, with, with that question about Christopher Nolan because I know he's quite a and yes, um, that film with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. What was it with the uh, Inception? Inception. So that that was one of my most favorite films with him from him. Uh, yeah, because it was it was crazy. It really really was crazy. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, our time's up here with, with the interview. It's really, really was awesome interviewing you. Um, oh, thanks. You're going to read the list. <laughs> that I really want to watch. So, um, I believe you do have that email, uh, that you're in contact with us with, right? Yeah, totally. I'll, I'll send it All to right. You. Cool. And, uh, if any of our watchers want to get, get, want to, if they're interested in, in that list of films, well, you can just comment below and, uh, yes, we'll definitely get in touch. Well, it really was awesome. Again, uh, interviewing you and, um, yeah, 
I look forward to seeing any future films uh, from you, any short films in that from you. And uh, thank you for your time that you spent just uh, answering some of our questions. I know that you would have helped a lot of uh, other short filmmakers as well. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Um, it was really great. Um, if anybody wants to see those those films we talked about, you can go to straypath.org and uh, yeah, I'll give you I'll give you my, my favorite films. There it um, is. And yeah, thanks so much for your time. That was that was really fun. All right. If there's anybody that that, that wants to uh, sort of keep an eye on any films in it that you're making up, you got a YouTube channel or anything like that where you post your stuff. Yeah, I do have a YouTube channel, but um, I I like know that the algorithm you know wants you to be a certain way. So yeah. so it's got like 50 subscribers and they're all unlisted, really. Um, but yeah, straypath.org. That's where all the the good things are. All right. I there think. it is. <laughs> There it is. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time. Hey, all good. We'll chat again sometime in the future, (laughs) sometime soon. (laughs) Yeah, I'd love that, yeah. Haven't you heard? It's the Netflix of radio. Radio, Become part of the Active FM family today. Go check out more of the shows and chat with us on our social media platforms. It's more than just a radio station with amazing content. We are Active FM. Share your thoughts with us. Send in your questions or simply tell us what you love most about Active FM on our WhatsApp line. Radio has never been better.